a slave I couldn't be. Well, if the banks haven't enslaved you yet, Big Pharma will. Or it might just kill you with that shot that people are volunteering to get in their arms. I can't believe there's so many people who actually think this shot is necessary. How are you doing today, Pastor Martins? Good evening, Pastor Eli, and uh, also good evening to our listeners across the globe. Yes, Pastor, it is just absolutely amazing how the people would um, find themselves in a position of total enslavement by taking the COVID shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, people don't seem to realize what the, uh, uh, the, the uh, whole purpose of this pandemic is. Um, and the only way in which I can ascribe it, or the only thing that I can ascribe it to is that Father Yahweh said that in the last days he would send the the power of the lie, the deception. There you go. There you go. Absolutely. Yeah, well, it's all based on the Rockefeller plan that was put out uh, in 2010. They didn't use the term lockdown. They used a similar term, but the Rockefellers had a plan in place uh, and they have implemented it in 2020 and now, of course, in 2021. And well, uh, even even in, in the 1950s, 1960s, uh, there were articles that appeared in newspapers and uh, in um, uh, uh, pamphlets about the promise that the Jews were given that the new world order will be yeah. coming their way. Right. And people who have who have. Um, basically not paid attention in class. Right. They are the ones who will be totally susceptible to uh, all this uh, gimmicks that the Edomites have implemented in order to enslave the total yeah. world's population. And, and COVID is nothing but a gimmick. That's what it is. It's a, a gimmick. gimmick. It's it's a, a, a brilliant chess move. <laughs> No, so few people suspect is in fact a death sentence. Okay. Yes. But more and more people are beginning to realize, hey, wait a minute, there is something wrong. People are dying uh, sometimes hours, sometimes days after getting this first shot, and some some are being killed by the second shot. So we'll have to see when the volunteers run out. What the next move is by the Rothschilds? Will they try to force yes. vaccinate us? Of course they will, boss. Yes, they will. Yes, they will. And that's when I surely hope that the Second Amendment <laughs> will come into play here in America. Already we're seeing riots in Europe over uh, yes. some of the lockdown uh, you know, uh, problems, okay? Because uh, in Europe they're being very, very, and in Asia as well. Very strict, you know, they were pulling out the billy clubs and beating people about the legs and thighs and sometimes over the head if they don't, if they don't wear their masks, right, etc., etc. So, in, uh, in many countries, it's very draconian, uh, violent, even, uh, you know, uh, enforcement of things that are not law, <laughs> right? Well, just, well, Pastor, yeah, uh, it's been like that in England, I believe, for some time. I've seen. Yes. Uh, videos of women that had been taken into custody with force, and not mm. just with force, but with brutality. Yeah, from their own because homes. Of, because yes. they are, uh, 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 they don't wear masks. Right. So that's it's brutal. It's brutal enforcement. Uh, one video shows a cop uh, with his hands around a woman's neck, strangling her and pushing her up against the wall. Well, Pastor, she, yeah. I, I also refuse the mask. Um, I must say, uh, in the town, the little town where we, uh, in in the area of where we live, I go into every shop without a mask, mm-hmm. and uh, um, I'm I I have in my possession a permit to totally ignore the mm-hmm. lockdown. Okay, and that includes the wearing of the mask. Right course yes yeah we have documents too which uh you know state formally that the 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 lockdown and the enforcement are illegal you know so it's good to have that document 
should you choose uh, the problem is uh, that here with the big the big pharma and big corporation stores have their own policies and uh, if they have that policy that's not the government <laughs> right not the go- so uh, yeah. they you know, they could choose to throw you out and so there could be violence there right but yes. uh, but uh, here in, yeah but in o- sorry pastor in Otsworan I was actually marched out of Oh. I checked his store. Really? And I yeah. doubt never to enter that sh- store again. And right. I haven't been there yet. Very good. <laughs> Unless you're starving, right? <laughs> In which case they can throw yeah. the stuff out the door and you pay your money. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. So we're, today's subject is going to be the bitter enders. But first I want to uh, draw people's attention to the wonderful calendar that Brother Abair has created, of course, Brother Abert will be on today with his usual show, Right, uh, Brother Abert presents right after this presentation on Voice of Christian Israel. And so you can go to your folk radio and uh, just search for the calendar. But he has uh, right here a website, triple, uh, sorry, HTTP forward slash, no, colon rather, forward slash, forward slash, yourfolkradio.com slash 2021 slash 02 slash 26 slash 2021 dash calendar or just search for calendar or you can also go to his website which is think outside the beast think outside the beast.com and he has the calendar there as well okay so i'd like to start with this quote that uh nimble horse just put in quote let future generations turn away from us in horror let history brand our names as the names of the traitors of universal human values. We will still compose hymns to ugliness and disgust, destruction, madness, chaos, and darkness. And after that, we could care less if grass grows, unquote. I think the listeners would suspect this quotation is from a Jew. If you suspected that, you're absolutely right. Lev Isaacovich Shestov, or otherwise known as Schwartzman, from the Apotheosis of Groundlessness. Yes, and the Jews have this internal urge to destroy and to, to make mad and, and, and everything dark, the opposite of Yahweh God. But uh, Albert Pike said it in, in uh, even shorter words. He said, we shall unleash, unleash the nihilists. And that's what they do. A nihilist is someone who does not care about anything and could care less about the the wave of destruction in his wake. Okay? This is what is going on. Okay? (laughs) Yeah, so uh, uh, it's uh, the uh, Lily, the uh, link to the calendar is a couple of lines above yours if you can catch that in the chat room. Okay, so. What is the, uh, here, let me just read from the document, The Bitter Enders. This is by the Washington Post, and this is way back in January 1992, because that's when the era of The Bitter Enders uh, was uh, at its height, as I understand it, by David B. Ottaway, Louis Trichart, South Africa. The deputy mayor of this old Africaner frontier town is a new generation bitter ender. Defending a way of life threatened with abolition as the country prepares to move from centuries of white minority rule. And, of course, they want to stress white minority. And uh, to, to black-led multiracial democracy. But, of course, they're not going to mention... Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, democracy. Right. Well, but that's correct. A black-led multiracial so-called democracy. But uh, there's one major error in that uh, sentence. Okay. The bit, the deputy mayor of this old, not Afrikaner frontier, because the Afrikaners, you must remember, did not exist other than uh, people of color that lived in the Cape mm-hmm. at the time of the commencement of the Great Trek. The okay. only Afrikaners were people of color. Okay. Um, and this this is verifiable in uh, on the internet, um, in even on Wikipedia. Uh, Junker Afrikaner was a um, 
a, a, a bastardized group of people mm-hmm. that um, that arrest the yeah. Cape Colony. In fact, the, the, the colonials, the Edom, the, well, the Cape Dutch, they arrest right. the Cape Dutch and the British in the 1800s, early 1800s. And those were the only Afrikaners that were existing in the okay. whole of the African continent. Okay, we had and the same thing here in New Orleans. These uh, Afrikaan- yeah, we, we had the Creoles who were half-breed uh, uh, between Frenchmen and blacks. Okay, so uh, you're yes. saying that the Afrikaners had a similar origin and, of course, even the Cape Dutch, who came with the uh, Dutch East India Corporation, were already half-breed, part Jew, part whatever, that settled in, yes. in South Africa. Yes, Pastor. Now, you, you must remember that uh, this Afrikaner um, title was stolen by the Cape Dutch from this okay. uh, half-caste or half-caste people of color. For yeah, because they knew their, that they were likewise, right? Wouldn't that be exactly. the case? Okay. But they they had driven these um, half-castes, mm-hmm. of course, that they created. I mean, right. that was the offspring that uh, the Dutch East Indian Company sailors had created. You must remember that the Dutch East Indian Company sailors came as single men. Right. Whereas the Boers came as family groups that fled Christianity in Europe, mm-hmm. and and when the when the Boers found themselves uh, in in this feud between the Cape Dutch and the British that had now taken possession of the Cape Colony in 1814, the antagonism against the Boers grew from both sides. However, there were certain advantages that the Boers were entertained with in terms of the British because when the British arrived, the British did not discriminate against the Boers because they were um, deemed to be people of a lesser quality as the Cape Dutch had done. Mm -hmm. I mean, the Cape Dutch had... had, Oh, Pastor, they, they were... The Dutch East Indian Company, the Lord 17, instituted specific laws to contain the uh, total harassment and abuse of the Boers by the Cape Dutch. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it, it, it so was it was the Cape Dutch much. who were discriminated against the Boers, not vice versa. Absolutely. The Cape Dutch uh, discriminated the, against the Boers because they knew that the Boers were the descendants of the House of Jacob. Right. They continued the persecution right. uh, and, the, and the oppression that Esau could not achieve. Remember, Esau wanted to kill his brother Jacob. Now, That's right. the Cape Dutch continued with this oppression and uh, according to historians uh, that when the Boers um, root, well, I'm not sure of the word, but the root ancestors of the Boers arriving in the Cape, they were forced into the Dutch Reformed Church, and if they did not oblige, they were crucified. Mm -hmm. This is according to historians, Pastor. Right. They were either crucified in public so that the other Boer uh, root parents or the root ancestors Mm -hmm. would be would be scumbugged into acceptance of the Dutch Reformed Church subjugation. Do you mean crucified literally? Literally or figuratively? Literally, okay. Physically, Pastor, Mm -hmm. as an alternative, they would have their bodies strung with their backs to the the rim of the wagon wheels Mm. and the and the wagon wheel, of course, with the with the uh, um, turning, with the turning of the wheels, when the the um, uh, oxen were right. um, driven with with uh, uh, whips, the ox uh, wagon wheels turning would tear those um, those boer bodies apart, mm, and they would be right. left. They would be left in the field for the birds of the air to come and. Uh, right. um, feed off them. 
but this was all done in public to actually right. uh, in, to cause the other Boers to subjugate or to be subjugated to the Dutch Reformed Church. Okay, I had no idea is, that forced conversion, this forced conversion was so violent. I had no idea. Absolutely, Pastor. And yeah. um, it, it was written by a Canadian who was also a member. He, he, of course, he was also a, a, a part of the British Empire. Right. So he wrote this about what the history was of the Boers. Wow. The things that the Boers had been subjugated to. Mm-hmm. Subject but to, yes. Again, mm-hmm. um, again, what we see here is that the very people who had now stolen the identity of those colored people that they had chased all the way very close to mm-hmm. Vintuk. Just about 100, 120 kilometers south of Vintuk in southwest Africa, there is a town called Rehobot. Now, that Rehobot is where the, these Afrikaner families went to live. And these Afrikaners were the people of color. Yeah. And they are there to this day. Okay. Now, when these, these Afrikaners had left, of course, the Cape Dutch grabbed onto that title or that name. Mm-hmm. And they started talking about themselves as Afrikaners in the yeah. 1850s. Yeah. Now you can see that... It's the, like Jews in Israel calling themselves Israel. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right? that, that is exactly the same thing. Pastor, there's a repeat of the Edomites right. uh, um, hijacking of the titles yeah. and the names of Jacob as right. Israel or Yasharel. And then, of course, also... A Yehuda, which mm-hmm. became Judah, right, and then also the name Zion, because Father Yahweh spoke about right. his people as the daughter of Zion. Assuming of other people's three- identities is a, a favorite tactic of the Edomites. That's the, exactly all right. Down to the <laughs> down to the T. This this is seems to be in the DNA of the Edomites. It's written yeah. into their DNA. That's right. Besides besides nihilism, besides nihilism, yes. yeah, impersonation is written in their DNA. Absolutely. That's that's how they accomplish yes. most of their dirty tricks is by impersonation. Well, yeah. Yeshua Messiah uh, had actually used the perfect word for that. It is exactly what hypocrites mean. Hypocrites mean role players. In right. other words, somebody playing the role of somebody that they aren't. Mm-hmm. That is what a hypocrite is. Yeah, identity theft. Yes, and identity we have a theft. lot of that going on. Okay, okay. So Deputy Mayor Peter Botha's ancestors were bitter enders, Boer commandos of the Transvaal. Now he switched to the word Boer. Exactly. From Afrikaner, probably not realizing that the two are distinct. Anyway, Boer commandos of the Transvaal who refused to surrender to British imperialism, and they put it in quotation marks as if this were simply an opinion of of the yes. Boers, right? And fought the British Army commander Lord Kitchener to the bitter end of the Anglo-Boer War here in 1902. Okay. Is it true that Lord Kitchener was a dwarf? Uh, Pastor, yes. In fact, I believe that he also had uh, some... Um, oh, Edomite uh, blood? Mis, 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 his body was mis. also misformed, if I can recall right. He was either, uh, what you call it, a hunchback of some uh, kind. But, okay, uh, so he might, he, have been, very... he might have been the product of uh, incest. Because that often is of the course. case. Yeah, so, yes. yeah, because I heard uh, from somebody that Lord Kitchener was a very deformed person. So, <laughs> so he rose to the ranks of British Army commander, a uh, very deformed <laughs> military <laughs> on top of that. Back to you. Yes, Pastor. One must also remember that uh, Lord Kitchener was a very close house and family friend of the Hofmeyers. Hmm. Now, we've spoken quite a bit about the Hofmeyers, but he was a family friend of the Hofmeyers. And Lord Kitchener was also the one that instituted or um, called for the scorched earth policy. Right. Now, 
a number of years ago, I read uh, somewhere in a book. Now, unfortunately, this book was on one of my computers that was stolen. But in oh. this book, it was stated that Lord Kitchener was advised by a Cape Dutch to institute the, first of all, the concentration camps, and secondly, the scorched earth policy in order to have and force the Boers to surrender. So what happened was the Afrikaners, who also enticed the whole British Empire up against, in fact, with a, yeah. with a, uh, uh, um, uh, uh, they they conspired with the Rothschilds to force the British military into a war with the Boer republics. Right. In fact, not with Afrikaners, with but with Boers. Exactly. The, the Afrikaners mm -hmm. were. The Afrikaners were, in fact, the enticers. If you right, okay. go into the the history of the Boers and you go all the way back to the uh, 1657s, mm -hmm. you will find that every war that was waged against the Boers were enticed and incited by the Cape Dutch. Right. Okay. To this day. Th this is fascinating because uh, you yourself did not realize that the Boer people were a, a distinct group from the Afrikaners until re in recent history. And I know you've taken a lot of flack in your own country for revealing this fact that the Afrikaners are, in fact, uh, the Cape Dutch, uh, well, essentially Jews, <laughs> right? Uh, people who have a lot of Jewish blood in them. And they've always fought against the Boer people Now, and in recent history have been pretending to be your friends. Or even be you. Well, Pastor, I'm, I'm sitting with an article written in a Jewish newspaper in South Africa stating that are the Afrikaners not actually Jews? <laughs> All right. Yeah. Pastor, Is there I've any question? So many, I've still got so many revelations to make, but um, at the right time, I'm, I, I don't have the, the unction at this stage. Uh, of the spirit to reveal these things, but when I reveal these things, I I am of the opinion that this will actually ignite mm. a war against the two white races in South Africa. Yes. The Cape Dutch Afrikaners being one race and the Boers being a separate race. Yeah. Yeah. And this was even acknowledged by Jan Smuts himself. He, he himself, a Jewish, a Sephardic Jew, Hmm. derelict from the Dutch East Indian Company. Wow. Wow. So, uh, every, uh, all the history we've been taught about South Africa has been uh, colored, to use, uh, colored by uh, uh, Jewish propaganda and uh, the uh, attempt to smear the Boer people with the Afrikaner brush. Absolutely, Pastor. I've got a better word for it. Hmm. Yeah, it right. is a <laughs> raping of the poor people's identity. It's a raping of their ancestry. Yes. It is a raping of their history. Yeah. It is a raping of their uh, culture. It is a raping of every aspect of the Boer, right. uh, the, the Boer as a descendant of the house of Jacob. Okay. The it's Afrikaners it's, have been... Yeah. Uh, excuse me. It's uh, because the, the, the Jewish banksters and the rabbis... Uh, positively know their true identity as either Sephardics or Ashkenazim, and they know who their own people are, they would certainly yeah. know that the Boer people were uh, Judahites, pure Israelites, and this is why, the, you know, this is Esau making war on his brother Jacob. Exactly, Pastor. In fact, it's all spelled out in the book of Abadiah. Right, sure. You, sure. you will recall, ever, ever since you came to South Africa and we spoke about it, I mentioned, I've been um, uh, telling um, all along, I've been telling people that so many of the questions that I asked the angel during the visitation, I asked the questions and the, uh, the angel answered Obadiah. And okay. I would ask a next question and the angel would answer Obadiah. I did <laughs> not know what the contents of Obadiah was. Right. And then at one, at one stage I asked the angel, what Obadiah and the Ob uh, angel on answered with a double Obadiah, Obadiah. Mm -hmm. And of course, I, yeah. I became fearful at that stage. Right. Well, Babylon shall fall, shall fall. <laughs> It'll fall Absolutely. twice, right? 
Okay? So the Edomites who've been pretending to be Israel will fall, and the Edomites who've been pretending to be Boers will also fall. Okay? Uh, If there's any comparison between those two prophecies. Now, uh, that brings up a personal question, because when I arrived in South Africa, I noticed that just about all of the people that we were meeting down there, including the waiter at the first restaurant we were at, were Yahweh yeah. users. They, they believed in Yahweh and used his name. And uh, that waiter was really surprised when I said the blessing at the table and invoked the name of Yahweh. He remarked, yeah. oh, I had no idea that Americans used the name of Yahweh. <laughs> and I said, well, some of us do. Yeah. Yes. But, Pastor, in exactly the same way as the Boers have been um, mind-controlled or um, what you brainwashed yes. into believing that they are Afrikaners. They have been forced, f- forcefully mm. uh, forced to assimilate the Afrikanerdom. Yeah. Of course, okay. to break down this, this division, this barrier between the two white races, the Cape Dutch Afrikaners and the Boers. And that was also one of Jan Smuts's, um his ambitions. He actually, in public speeches, even before he came, became prime minister, in public speeches, he said that his right. ambition was to unite these two white races. <laughs> <He even> made... <laughs> no, but one is not white. One is only part white. One is it's, colored. Exactly. Well, well, Esau can never be, mm-hmm. his descendants can never be of a pure race. That's because right. Because Esau, Esau, Esau's father was Satan himself. And that's, that's correct. That's why the Jews, that's why the Jews, they um, uh, only claim the oh. heresy or the, uh, the, what do you call it? They claim the heritage. The, um, the bloodline of the mother, right. so that they can call themselves children of Abraham, because right. uh, Rebecca. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, 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 yeah, you Rebecca was can... was uh, an Adamite. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, so, yeah but, so, but so was Esau, but he uh, but he married into the bloodline of Cain. Okay, the Canaanites. But but remember also, Yeshua himself said to the Edomite. Pharisees. Now they they were Edomites without a question. Right. He he said to them that they were the seed of Satan, which mm-hmm. means that they were the spermed uh, sperm products right. of Satan himself. Well, well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the bloodline of Cain flows uh, through the blood of uh, number one Cain, then uh, the Kenites, then the Canaanites, then the Edomites, then the Pharisees, and uh, the people who call themselves Jews today. That is the bloodline, okay, of their species, okay? But also that brings it to mind because a a, a historical question about the Bible has uh, come up uh, some people see, seem to doubt that the name of Yahweh was in the original Old Testament. Uh, to me, there's absolutely no doubt whatsoever about that, but because I yeah. think they confuse the Masoretic version of of the Jews who wrote the word of Yahweh out and substituted L O R D. Okay, so my question to you yeah. is. You have in your possession, and you showed me a copy when I was there at Wittbank, that uh, yes. the, the Boer people have their original language Bibles, and uh, they have documents stressing that they are the children of Jacob. They're yes. Jacob Israel. Well, okay. Now, is the name of Yahweh pa- contained in those Bibles? Uh, Pastor... Unfortunately, the the translators of those Bibles are also Edomites, and they ah. do use the name of uh, Yahweh. But even in in the beginning, the opening verses of the scriptures, they already introduce their uh, their false doctrines. But okay. what I must say at this point, Pastor, is that, uh, and it's very important for us to know this, is that in Psalms 82 verse 8, it is clearly indicated in the original Hebrew, Yeshua HaMashiach. Mm-hmm. Those two words are standing together in, 
the eighth verse of uh, Psalms 82. Nice. Uh, and and the, there is no way in which it can be translated anything other than Yeshua Messiah. Right. It exactly. is also very important to note that the name of Yeshua appears in various forms. In other words, if, if I, for example, say uh, Elohim is, uh, seems to be in the plural referring to the fullness of the Godhead, if I can call it that, the fullness of the Godhead being the Father, the Son, and the Ruach HaKodesh. Now, if I, for example, speak about just the Father or just the Son, that word also appears in the Scriptures 57 times as Eloah. Elohim appears mm -hmm. 1,077 times and Eloah 57 times, which means that it is very uh, uh, important to note that the Scriptures itself makes a differentiation when the fullness of the Godhead Mm -hmm. manifests and when only the Father or the Son manifests. And there's a, a verse in the book of Job where Elohim and Eloah are used together in the same verse. Right. In other words, it cannot be a conspiracy against the truth. It can only be that which the Scriptures reveal, and that is that Elohim created the heavens and the earth, yeah. which also points back to the book of John in verse 1 where it says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with Elohim, and the Word was Elohim. It, it is so that right. Yeshua himself was part of the Elohim. Yeah, of course it is. Yeah, yeah. Because, well, it's a title of, well, Eloha it, it refers to the, the Mighty One, like El Shaddai. Exactly. is a reference to El. It's El Shaddai, right? The very mighty, mightiest Correct. of the mighty. And then Elohim yes. uh, is is a reference to the Godhead, you know, the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, and uh, including I think also the angels that participated in the creation. It says so in uh, Genesis chapter two, verses one through four. Yes. Okay, yes. so yeah, so uh, again, uh, but uh, these words El Elohim has become translated to God, and people falsely believe that the word God is the same as Yahweh. <laughs> it's not. Yahweh is his name, God is his title. Well, uh, it, it is impossible to translate Elohim to God. What but I've that's what they do, is, <laughs> right? Pastor, what that's I've, what dis they, what I've discovered is that there was a unknown <laughs> Greek deity whose name was God. So what they're doing is they're introducing us to this unknown deity from the Greek mythology. Yeah. And right. that, is the, that is now the one that they have introduced into the scriptures over the past 600, 800 years. So right. as, as Christians, we have been worshiping the unknown Greek God called God. Yeah. Exactly. And that exactly. Is, that, yeah. that, that is a, an eye-opener, Pastor, because so many people still call Yahweh God. He is not God. He cannot be even... Con yeah. the, the, the word God cannot never be ascribed to him. He's so far greater than this. Oh, yeah, exactly. He's above all of that. From right. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it, it's, it's uh, uh, you know, having studied all this, and obviously you have too, how the word God came to supplant the name of Yahweh? Well, it's, it's Jewish doing. There's no doubt about that, because uh, the, Edomite. the yeah, the Edomites wrote the name of Yahweh out of the Bible and replaced it with L O R D, which is another substitution. Which is a substitution for Baal, because right? even in the Encyclopedia Britannica, right? The the it it clearly states that Lord is the uh, yeah. English version of Baal. It means Baal. Yes, very good. Okay. So, All right. So yeah. So, uh, but just as an aside, I just wanted to make sure that you're um, uh, now the language that now uh, you yeah. you told me that the language that the Boers the name of the language the Boers spoke they didn't call it Afrikaans they called the what what was the name of, of the the Boer huh Deets the, the, the 
the Boer language was called Dits. Dits. And that was what Dits, D-I-E-T-S. Dits, okay. But um, in, in, as, insofar as that is concerned, President Paul Kruger and I ascribe the current situation which the Boers find themselves in squarely on the lap of President mm. Paul Kruger. He became so uh, blinded. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he, he had too many he, Jewish friends. <laughs> he had right? so That's... many Jewish friends. But I have reason to believe that he had Jewish blood in himself. Oh, wow. And the reason why I say this, he played all the way on the Jewish band. Okay. People didn't realize this. His own, his own family, his own, uh, his own, uh, um, uh, um, his own people, people yeah. by the name of Kruger. Really? They joined. They joined Kitchener's uh, army, the British um, uh, Empire's armies. Wow. They joined uh, as volunteers because they didn't want to side with President Paul Kruger himself. Mm. They knew that he was this conceited, self-centered. Wow. Um, That's a Jewish trait. Absolutely. <laughs> it's a right? Jewish trait. Right. Now, okay. So if, uh, if I. Oh, please finish your thought because I have one more follow-up question. Uh, please finish your thought. I've, I've, on numerous occasions, I've actually mentioned that there are certain physical uh, characteristics and then also uh, 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 nature or natural characteristics or the um, uh, uh, the character properties of Esau, the physical properties, the character properties, and then the way of... Mm. Uh, in which he, he in, in which he responded to certain conditions and certain situations, the way in which he responded actually uh, identified his way of thinking, his way of right. uh, of, of um, his modus operandi, and exactly the same. If you go and do the same um, investigation into the character of Jacob, you will find that there are two very clear right. and distinctive personalities and their personality traits are totally different well and i would say and, J- jacob would be honest and straightforward esau would be evasive and deceitful well pastor it, it goes far beyond that uh, i found some characteristics and uh, traits uh, in the nature of esau by looking at afrikaners and the way in which Afrikaners operate. Right. And then I go back to the scriptures and I go and read the scriptures in the in the Hebrew. And I find, my goodness, the Afrikaners are Edomites through and through. They even right. portray the same traits yeah. as Esau did. Yes, amazing, amazing. Okay, so, uh, so in Deets, do you have a written version of the Bible in Deets? Do the Boers possess- unfortunately, no. Mm. They, you must remember that there was a very subversive reason why they wanted the scorched earth policy. Uh, why the women were only allowed to take certain things out of their houses before their houses were torched. Mm. And mm. this is so important for us as people to know that wow. uh, there is, um, there is um, it's so important for us to know that these um, Edomites are in fact, they have a very very um, subtle yeah. motivation for all the actions that they do. Why go, Why do they? Why did they take the war to the the Boer women and children? Why didn't they face the Boers on the battlefield? Right. There's a good. They, there's a good reason. Now you must also remember that it was not the Edomites themselves, except the Cape Dutch Afrikaners, who were Edomites in this war, yes. and the. Um, because the British soldiers were also descendants of the house of Jacob. This has been a, one of the traits of the Edomites is that they set the one tribe yeah. of the house of Jacob against the other tribe. That's right. So the, And this is exactly the same thing that happened during the two world wars. Yes. And that was by setting – because the Cape Dutch – the Edomite Cape Dutch Afrikaners sons went to university when the Boers, who could not afford to send their children to the to university, the Boers' sons were sent to the frontier fighting yeah. against their own people in Germany. Right. 
Right. That's Hor- the way horrific. that the Edomites uh, operate. That's get, the yeah, way. Right. Uh, all the world wars, you know, is, in modern times have been staged by the Rothschild bankers uh, using, uh, you know, white nations to kill each other. That's basically, and of course, yes. our civil war was exactly that. And uh, as you're describing, uh, you know, they've done the same to your people. Okay. So, uh, so this, yeah. And the sad thing is, what most people don't know is that most of the Boers that came to South Africa that had to flee Europe, they were only allowed onto the vessels of the Dutch East Indian Company if they were qualified to act as soldiers protecting the, the vessels and also protecting the, uh, the harbors. Mm-hmm. In other words, they were commanded, the, 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 um, those fleeing, those, they, and they called them patriots, the mm. patriots that fled Europe because of the persecution by Christians. They were, the only re, uh, condition on which they could go onto the vessels was be, uh, if they were qualified to act as soldiers and they were in the temporary employ of the Dutch East Indian Company for 50 months mm-hmm. as soldiers. And they were commanded to kill the people in China, 70, more than 74,000 women, men and children in a matter of three days, commanded by the Dutch East Indian Company's commander at that time by the surname of Kun, C-O-E-N. Pastor, it is, a, if, if you can imagine how the house of Jacob had been utilized, in fact, uh, exploited, uh, yes. Forced. Mm-hmm. Forced to commit on and uh, for and on behalf of the Dutch East Indian Company and the Dutch Reformed Church, how to commit murders and genocide in so many, many of the Far East countries, and also take the leaders. The uh, you take, for example, in in um, Malaysia, the leaders at that time were taken prisoners in Malacca and in Malaysia and brought to the Cape. They were uh, sitting as slaves in the Cape, but they were the, 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 the princes and the, the kings of those countries. Yes, yes. By virtue of the Dutch East Indian Company. Yeah, I mean, and people have it, no idea that these Jewish-run companies have created so much chaos throughout history. I mean, absolute chaos. Absolutely. Right well, here, let's, uh, uh, we have about 15 minutes left. Uh, they, they say here, uh, modern-day bitter-enders, most of whom belong to the opposition conservative party or neo-Nazi paramilitary groups. And I don't know if that's true. Uh, let me just finish this paragraph, and you can comment on what's true and what isn't. This, of course, the Washington Post. Say they are determined to resist any changes in the old apartheid system of racial separation to the bitter end. So that is what the term bitter-ender means, and that is uh, basically accurate. In November 1990, 20 to 30 white right-wingers belonging to a neo-Nazi organization here attacked 200 black schoolchildren with whips and clubs after they sought to hold a picnic on the Civic Center lawn. Is this true, or is this another staged event? Well, it's the first time I hear about this thing, and um, uh, what I do know is that what they're referring here to is the... um, Afrikaner Weerstandsbeweging. Mm. Now, the Afrikaner Weerstandsbeweging is not in particular, um, was not founded and was not run by Boers. There's a reason why they used the name Afrikaner Weerstandsbeweging, because Mm -hmm. these were right-wing Afrikaners, not Boers, but the Boers joined them because the Boers were of the opinion that they could make a difference by joining the Afrikaner Uh Weerstandsbeweging. So you can see the confusion. And and, um, this created confusion amongst the right wing, if if I can call it that, amongst the conservatives. And of course, they had to use the word new Nazi. Right. Because the word word Nazi is actually... Uh, stands for nationalism, and nationalism relates directly to a particular nation. Right. And the Boers being the only nation, there are two words in Afrikaans that define um, what is only known as nation in English. In Afrikaans, we have the word 
a Nazi, and you can hear the relationship Nazi <laughs> right, with nation. Right, right, and but Nazi, we also and have, Nazi as well. <laughs> But no, right. that, that's not nationalism, Boston. Well, I know, I know, but, it, but linguistically, it sounds very similar to Nazi, right? It, it yes. just Okay. But, yeah. then, but then we have another word, which is folk. The Boers are a folk. And in terms of the definition of folk, the folk, the Boers defended their grounds with the means of military power. They defended right. their grounds against um, aggressive foreign troops mm-hmm. yes. the, the nations and the Afrikaners is, is a conglomerate of nations and um, represented by blacks by coloreds by um, uh, uh, Malaysians by because we've got a Malaysian uh, slums in the Cape we've got Malaysian uh, um, uh, right. uh, large Malaysian from Malaysia. These right. people were brought across as slaves. We have people from, for example, Mauritius. We have people from Madagascar. We have people coming from uh, Mozambique and Luanda that were brought here by the Dutch East Indian Company. We, we have people from India who were brought as slaves. We have people from China. And all these different nations make up the Afrikaners, what they are deemed to be the rainbow nation. Mm-hmm. But the Boers can never be part of that. And that is because the Boers, the Boers have kept themselves separate right to the bitter end. They refuse to accept this. And now, of course, they are being titled and labeled as neo-Nazis. Right. And that is because they are uh, holding onto their, their tradition and onto their heritage right. as a folk. Right. Exactly. As a nation of people, a nation slash race, which is the definition of ethnos from the Greek, right? Exactly. Nation slash race. And so there's nothing sinister about it whatsoever. We have a right to defend our heritage. Nothing yes, sinister exactly whatsoever. So, so I'm going to... This, go ahead. We have this command to defend our yeah. race. Amen. As not, not just... Adamites, because the Edomites are also Adamites, uh, the Midianites were also Adamites, but in particular, our particular race as the, depend- the descendants of the house of Jacob. Now, if you read the very next sentence, Pastor, look at the very next sentence. Okay. Uh, 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 sorry, I just lost it. Here we go. Uh, yeah, so in, what, 1977? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh I'm sorry, I lost the the document because I was looking up uh, a similar. Let me just uh, interject this. I just put a link in the chat room when the when the Nazis came to Skokie, and uh, this made international news in 1977. You may have even heard of it in South Africa. The Nazis staged a big rally in Skokie, Illinois, which is essentially a Jewish town. Okay, however. The leader of that march was Frank Collin, a Jew. Yeah. Frank Collin was Jewish. Impersonators. Exactly. So it wouldn't be the first yes. time that a Jew has led a, a neo-Nazi march back to you. Hypocrites. All right. Uh, exactly. Role players. They, they yeah. pretend to be somebody that they aren't. And this, of course, has been the one yeah. of the major traits of the Cape Dutch Afrikaners. Yeah, exactly. So that's what you're saying happened here, uh, not being all that familiar with this event. Okay, so next yes. sentence. Both this Afrikaner view of South African history, elaborated with coffee and cookies one recent off afternoon in the mayor's office at the Civic Center, helps explain why these two million descendants of the white tribe of Africa 17th century Dutch, German, and French settlers feel so upset by the end of Afrikanerdom as they have. Yeah, because it's an attack on their people, on their race, on their heritage. That's but, what but it is. Can you see Botas Afrikaner view? Now, no, you must right. remember either, either Bota thought that he was an Afrikaner because of this forced uh, subjugation to the uh-huh. Dutch Reformed Church for the so many years' time after the second. Cape yeah. Dutch Afrikaner war waged against the Boers. The Boers were actually reduced to smithereens, Pastor. They were mm-hmm. they had their faces in the mud. Right. Because more than more than thirty four thousand Boer children decimated 
Mm-hmm. Now you must remember that 34,000 Boer children represented close to 70% of the Boer children's total wow. numbers. Wow. More than 4,000 Boer women. There's no doubt this this is genocide, and uh, of course the Western media, so-called, never reports any of this. And and you must remember that um, the British no the 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 British as mercenaries to the Cape Dutch Afrikaners yeah. had uh, taken the war to the women and the children. Right. That was what the concentration camps were about, because it was which is a war something the Nazis never even stooped to. Right? Exactly. <laughs> they've, been, they, they've been claimed to do so by the Edomites, but they, that was my father. My father was in the Second uh, uh, World War. Okay. And he fought against the Germans. And he was hmm. taken prison, prisoner of war uh, somewhere in Italy. Wow. And he said to me that. As a prisoner of war in Germany, he was treated far better than he was treated as an English uh-huh. soldier fighting for the English. Right. In any wow. of the uh, the battles that they had been fighting. In fact, they, got, they yeah. boarded a ship in Durban. They uh, uh, um, got off the ship at, um, uh, yeah. in Ethiopia. And they went up the... Um, through Khartoum, uh, Sudan, okay. those places. Well, would said, the Germans have known that the, the Boers are, in fact, descendants of Germany, of the German of race? Of course, yes, Pastor. Okay, so that, probably the English knew it too, and they discriminated against the Boer people as such. Absolutely. Okay. You must re- remember there's a reason why they had two wars against the Boers and two wars against the Germans. Mm-hmm. Yes. For the, okay. for the yeah, very same, ahead. they contrived the same type of delusions and uh, lies and deceptions that they also, you must remember that the Jews declared war against Germany and not vice versa. Mm-hmm. Right. Did you know that? Yeah, yeah. The Jews the, de- Yeah, the economic war, 1933. E- yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So it's interesting, unless you understand this distinction between the Afrikaners, who are the descendants of the Cape Dutch, the Dutch East India Company, already we being people of Jews. Yeah, Sephardic Jews, already being people of color, versus the Boer people who are pure ethnic Adamite Germans, okay, which the Cape Dutch Afrikaners would have been aware of this racial situation, but because many of these Cape Dutch Afrikaners had the appearance of white, uh, the Boer would assume that they're kinsmen, or at least relatives exactly. of some kind. And of course, the Boer would have been wrong about that, as subsequent history yeah. has proven. So anytime yeah. you see a sentence like this, you're correct to point it out. Both is Afrikaner view of South African history. Now, who was Botha? Was Botha actually an Afrikaner or a Boer? Pastor, that is a debatable question because um, uh, Louis Boerta, uh, even though he was born within the Boer ranks, mm-hmm. he was um, Jan Smuts' sidekick, right hand. Uh, okay. Uh, in fact, many of the atrocities against the Boers against the Boers actually emanated from the fact that Louis Boerta was a Freemason. His, mm. his father-in-law was a Freemason minister. Wow. And I have reason to believe that he was introduced to Freemasonry by his father-in-law. Okay. Okay. So he's thick with the Edomites. <laughs> Whether he's an Edomite or not, he's thick with the Edomites. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So uh, no, this distinction, be, so this may actually be correct that both the was an Afrikaner and therefore had an Afrikaner view as opposed to a Boer view of South African yes. history, which would make a huge difference. Okay. But now it says that he's, he's, uh, he was a descendant of the um, uh, Bitter Enders. Okay. Which, or his which, ancestors. Which it, his so, his it, ancestors it, it, supposedly were Bitter Enders. Yeah, Pastor, but then... Um, if, if you want to consider it this way, there are many of, well, I've encountered many 
um, Afrikaans-speaking people mm-hmm. that call themselves Boers. And they say that their they, um, grandfathers or their great-grandfathers were uh, involved in the – were also in the Anglo-Boer War. Right. And then I, On whose side? Then I do some research. <laughs> then I do right. some research and I find that their ancestors or their uh, great-grandfather was, in fact, one of the uh, uh, volunteers to the British – uh-huh. Um, okay, quality. yeah. A question, on whose side were they, right? So the exactly. way they, the way it's stated is, well, they must have been on our side. No, they were on the British no, side. Well, this reminds me of John chapter 8, verses 32 through 44, where they say, uh, we be not children of fornication. Exactly. And Jesus said, the, the hell you aren't, <laughs> Right? Okay, but, your um, father is the John, devil. John the Baptist asked, uh, answered them very squarely, and he said to them that uh, um, Father Yahweh has the ability to raise uh, <laughs> right. children for Abraham out of these rocks. <laughs> right, yeah, <laughs> right. And maybe he needs to do that. <laughs> maybe maybe he t- did. Yeah, maybe he does. Because we're maybe in sore did, need did. of faithful Boar slash Adamite slash Israelite people in this world. But maybe there will be a great awakening. Uh, because on a sidelight here on this website, uh, up-to-date sidelight, this article is from 1992. It says here, under number two, Republican men are a central part of coronavirus vaccine resistance. All right. Okay. You wouldn't expect Democratic men to be part of the resistance. But yeah, yeah. that's true. Conservative white men are the core of the resistance to coronavirus vaccine. Okay. I'm, I'm proud to be in that category. I'm proud of that. Yes. Absolutely. And, and you know why, Pastor? Yeah, yeah. Because, because I, we know the scriptures. That's right. <laughs> right. Because it is given unto us when when um, Yeshua uh, was uh, asked by one of his disciples, "Why do you speak in parables?" Yeshua answered and said, "Yes, because unto you it is given, right, to understand Amen. these parables." Amen. But I speak in parables so that. When they, when they, referring to the people, the multitude sitting around him, of course, which included uh, Sumerians and included Canaanites and uh, most probably Kenites and right. uh, Edomites as well, mm-hmm. he said, but unto them, I yep. speak in parables, so when they hear that they shall not hear and when they see that they shall not see, lest they should repent or... Yeah, and uh, be converted. Uh, he had no and, interest and, in converting and, them. Yeah. That Yeshua should heal them. He, he didn't right. want to heal them. That's right. It's not possible anyway. <laughs> right? Oh, there's no so, way for them to be uh, yeah, uh, yeah, even to, to, to repent. Their DNA cannot be changed. All right? Their DNA exactly. cannot be changed. That's the bottom line. Okay, so the, this is why I, I refrained from getting into this article last week because I knew I could not do this, uh, the criticism of this article justice, you know. But of course, this, uh, <laughs> it's a, their slogan is, democracy dies in darkness, while the Washington Post is part of the darkness, folks. All right, Pastor yeah. Martins, we'll pick this up next week because it's a very important subject. The, uh, this yes. distinction between the Afrikaners and the Boer people and Jewish impersonation of Israel is the, the most important historical reality our people have to be aware of, okay? All right. And, and yeah. also, n- mm-hmm. n- not just be aware of, but also take action about Absolutely, it. absolutely. Thank you, Pastor. Okay, thank most you. interesting and, program and, tonight. Uh, yes, absolutely. Okay, thank you, Pastor Martin. Thank you all, listeners. Praise Yahweh, we pass the ammunition. Bye for now. We'll see you all next week. Take care. Praise Yahweh. Praise Yahweh.